I finally got my tech to work. And we are finally starting season two of Coffee with Kayla. Let's get into it. Warning. Emotions are felt and discussed here. Listeners may experience life changing advice, water streaming from their eyes, and jitters from drinking too much coffee. We hope you enjoy Coffee with Kayla. Here is your host, Kayla Noble. <laughs> I've drank too much coffee already. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about athletic identity, specifically my own career, my own identity, and how it has evolved and what the fuck I am going through right now because it is not easy being without my sport, and that is what I'm going to talk to you guys about today. I'm also going to give you guys somewhat of an overview of how this season is going to go and what my goal is for this season, just so you guys have a clear idea of what I'm trying to get at and who potentially is going to be on the show. My computer is making the most awful fan noise. It sounds like a fucking helicopter. But besides the point, I want to start with you guys back when I was like four or six years old because that is when I decided that I wanted to play soccer and also really didn't decide to, you know, because my parents were like, go pick a sport. And I said, well, I want to do gymnastics and I want to do soccer. And that is what happened. My mom could probably tell you a very different story of how that all went down. But I remember four started playing soccer. Six ended up becoming a goalkeeper. How did I become a goalkeeper? The story that I remember as to how I became a goalkeeper, my mom, my my mom and my dad might have a different story, but I remember being in the middle of a game and we didn't have a goalkeeper and my coach basically looked at everybody and said, who wants to play goalie because we don't have one and we we obviously need one. And I had already played all the positions because that's what you do when you're four, five, six, seven years old. You just play whatever positions because you got to figure it out by the time that you're 10. Or at least that's how my story went. Um, and when I was six, I remember my coach asking everybody and nobody would raise their hand. So I was like, well, why not? So... I got into the goal and I did some goalkeeping and I fell in love with it. And from that point on, I was officially a goalkeeper. I played some field in high school, but that was mainly when we were winning by a lot. <laughs> um, you know, those games in high school where you're like, well, we're going to mercy rule this team. Maybe we can take the goalkeeper out just for shits and gigs and they can score a goal. That was pretty much what we did in high school during some games. But besides the point. I decide that I want to be a goalkeeper at six years old. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, get to middle school, and now I'm starting to actually conjure up the idea of becoming a professional soccer player. I'm looking up to mainly Hope Solo. And if you know anything about Hope Solo, you know she is absolutely ruthless, and she is disciplined and just absolute insanity in the best way possible. I looked up to that woman so much growing up, that my dad started calling me the next Hope Solo and also had a nickname for me called The Great Wall. But 
That was a totally different thing. So I'm looking up to people like Hope Solo, Carly Lloyd, pretty much the entire women's national team because that's pretty much what you did. And I'm in middle school and I conjure up this idea. And I have no idea how I'm going to get there. And I have no idea what I need to do, but all I know is that I need to work hard. Through middle school, decided that high school ball was going to be my time to shine. That basically that next step was going to be me playing high school ball, being the starting goalkeeper, working my ass off so then I could play college soccer and that was going to be my in. Now because of this idea, I started high school extremely optimistic and ready to go. I was guns ablazing the second that I was able to step onto a high school field and play with the high school team because I thought to myself, this is going to be great. I'm going to not only play club soccer in the fall, but I'm going to be able to continue to play soccer in the spring. How fucking fun is that? So I latch onto this idea. I'm in my freshman year and everything is awesome. And I am having the time of my life because I love being a part of a team. And the best part was about being on a team in the town that I was in was that my coaches basically were the same from high school going to club. And on top of that, my teammates and I basically grew up together and played soccer together since since we were four to six years old. So I not only knew my teammates extremely well, but I knew the people that I was going to be on a team with. And that made it so much more fun. The team chemistry that I had with my high school team, especially my senior year, was so deep, so amazing. It is forever going to be a solid core memory to me but of course that didn't you know dismiss the fact that we also had issues like I remember having a couple different conflicts with some of the teammates but we always figured it out it always was like this mutual respect that we all had for each other and when we got out onto the pitch it was the same way we all respected each other and we all had the same level of love for the game And it was the same way when we got out onto the soccer field. We all had a very, 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 very good level of respect for one another. And I absolutely adored it. Now, fast forward, you know, freshman year, sophomore year is going great. Now I'm getting all excited because junior year is the year that I get to start reaching out to coaches. And I get to start going to tournaments to get recruited. And it's now my time to start figuring out what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go to college, basically. Because I knew that was the next step and I knew that was what I wanted to do. Junior year hits and my fall club season was awesome. I stayed with the same club that I had been with since I was like four or six years old, minus like a couple changes because clubs, you know, either um, die off or they combine or whatever. I'm still with the same club, but we're not, I'm not really getting recruited by any schools. I'm trying to send emails and I'm kind of wasting time sending emails to schools that honestly I wouldn't even live in these places that these schools are at. Like, I'm wasting my time there, and I'm wasting my time not utilizing my coach either because, you know, he has more connections than I do, obviously. So I never got any traction in my junior year, let alone did I even know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. I went to a couple different tournaments and loved every second of it. But then high school soccer came around, and my junior year of high school soccer was one of the most interesting years, but it also was something that... I will never forget because it really did shift my perspective as to what type of leader I wanted to be and what soccer player I was at the time. And I'm not going to get into the logistics like it happened junior year and, you know, it really doesn't matter that much anymore. But all in all, junior year was incredibly interesting. We didn't 
as far as I remember, like, we either didn't make it to playoffs or, like, we made it to playoffs and lost the first round. Something like that. Like, it was super, like, didn't make it that far. Very interesting season. Season ends, and now I'm raring to go my, my senior year. But the thing is, is that my goal was to play college soccer. And the problem was is that a lot of the time, at least what I was told, was that college um, coaches don't look at high school soccer. They don't look at that schedule. They don't come to the games. They're really only going to recruit you at these tournaments that you're going to go to. So in my head immediately, I'm like, shit, dog what the hell am I going to do? Like, I can use my high school, you know, video highlights and stuff, but, you know, to ask a coach to come to a high school game, they're not going to fly out if they're coming out of state to a high school game. So I had my goals. I wanted to play Division One or Division Two, and I wanted to at least have a chance to play. So now I'm talking to my mom and my dad, and in between junior and senior year, the summer in between junior and senior year, I decide that I'm going to sign up for all these camps and send all these emails and do all these different things. So I ended up flying out to Florida to train and try to get the University of Tampa um, head coach, head coach's attention. And all of the Florida schools that I had reached out as well, like Florida Southern, all those schools basically looked at me and they were like, you need to look a little bit inward and you need to decide whether or not you're actually fit to play division two. And at the time I was like, I am totally fit to play division two. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And so then I was like, okay, well, I don't really want to go out of state. Like I didn't let that crush me or anything. I was just like, okay, I understand. Like I'm just probably not going to fit on your team or I'm not what you're looking for. So I, you know, respectfully left. I went back to Colorado And I realized after traveling pretty much the whole summer that I really didn't want to be out of state. It sucked being away from family and honestly traveling that much. I just hated it. So now I'm looking at every single school in Colorado. (laughs) And the thing about Colorado is that there's a lot of universities here, but, you know, Division One to Division Two, there's like you know, you get what you get. And the thing about Colorado schools is like, there are a lot to choose from with a lot of different ranges in like your financial um, flexibility. And there's different programs and in, in different size schools. And after visiting Florida Southern, which was a school that was extremely small, I decided that I wanted to go to a school that had less than uh, 10,000 people at it because I wanted to be a part of a community. I also decided sometime during the summer that I was going to try out for a rivalry club to the one that I was already a part of. So there was my club that I was currently a part of and then this rivalry club and I would have had to have driven 30 to 45 minutes to go to practice to be a part of this other club and I just basically was like fuck it I'm going to do it because this other club might have different opportunities for me and I'm not getting those opportunities at this club. So I left. It was heartbreaking. (laughs) But I left and I went to this other club. Being a part of that club, needless to say, was one of the best and most interesting experiences I have ever had in terms of like coaching staff and just players because the team that I was a part of was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I still will hit up these women and be like, 
what's everybody doing? Where are you guys at? Like, I miss you guys. I'm listening to this song, specifically Love on Top by Beyonce. And I just thought of you guys. And then they'll all respond and they'll be just as excited. And it's the best thing ever. But I have my club season and there was a coach specifically that helped me get recruited at three different schools. One of them being Western, which is the school that I'm at now. The thing is, is that it's not like he reached out to Western and the current coach and was like, Kayla's so awesome. You should totally recruit her. All these different things. It was basically him looking at me and being like, this school shouldn't even be on your radar. It's not even worth it. The program sucks. All of these different things, right? And as a player, I literally was just like, all right, I guess this is what it is. Like, I'm not going to look into the program further. Like, he might know something that I don't. So I took his word for it and didn't look into Western. I looked into um, UCCS, MSU, and Colorado College. I immediately didn't like Colorado College just because of how big it was and also the campus. And I liked Metro um, simply because it was in Denver and also because I really loved the coaching staff. And one of the coaches was like doing a dual coaching position with the club that I was playing for and um, the college. So that was super cool. And so I really liked that. And then UCCS, I just like I was really intrigued by the coach and the players and just the atmosphere that I ended up playing with because I ended up going to an ID camp. But through all of that and through the interesting times with the coaching staff at this club, those connections started to grow and grow and grow because I was reaching out to them and they were communicating with me and it turned into like official visits and all these things. Fast forward to spring of my senior year. I have until February to make a decision and I am so fucking nervous because I haven't made a decision yet and I also don't have a decision to make. Come mid-January, all of a sudden I've got an official visit with Metro and I am talking to the coach at UCCS and I'm reaching out to my old coaches and at my other club that I played for. I still talk to these coaches to this day and will probably forever because they're just such an amazing group of people. But my goalkeeper coach specifically at this old club of mine is what got me the connection to the current or to the old coach at Western because now we have a new coach. There was an old there was another one. And so he got me in touch with her which led to her coming out for a game and then talking to me afterwards and then her being like, hey, you should come to Gunnison and like do an official visit. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. So then I came to Gunnison. I met the team and I saw the stars in the sky at Blue Mesa and I was like, this is exactly where I need to be. And I officially committed to Western Colorado University as a goalkeeper and I was ecstatic absolutely ecstatic because the thing is is I all I wanted was to play college soccer that is all I wanted to do and I was living out that dream I was gonna sign in February literally the last not necessarily the last signing day but one of the last minute signing days you can possibly get to and I signed and I was like hell yeah I'm ready to move to little town Gunnison Colorado and I am raring to go if you guys want to hear specifics about my freshman, sophomore, junior year um, playing college soccer, there's a poll in the de- in the description underneath this podcast episode. Go answer that poll, and I'll make an episode about it if you guys are interested. But I, for the sake of time, I am going to move forward to my senior year 
So here we are, my senior year. I am so nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm also super excited because I, at the end of my junior year, was like so ticked off and so motivated because I felt like I got into a rut and I didn't end up playing the last three games of my junior year. So I went into the summer and I was like, I need to work my ass off and I need to get my mentality straight. I need to get my freaking dome piece on the same wavelength as my entire body. So here we go. Summer hits. For whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to train for a marathon at the same time that I do soccer training. Trained for a marathon. Ended up getting to about a 10-mile workout and was like, bro beans, this is not it. Total side rant, so I digress. Summer ends and I start my senior year season. Now, the thing is, is that junior year, NCAA gave us basically a freebie because of COVID. So regardless of if we played or didn't play, we were given basically a red shirt to take if we wanted another year of eligibility. What the fuck? Now I'm starting my senior year and I've got this decision to make. And it didn't even hit me until one of the freshmen that came in, who I got to know very well, was like, so are you going to take your fifth year? And I was like, I don't know, actually, I haven't really thought about it. And it turned into this huge, huge, huge wall that I did not know how to either get over or go through or walk around. It was just a wall and I was staring at it and I had no idea what to do. So and on one end, I'm telling myself, like, live every moment to the absolute fullest, like be present, because if you don't take your fifth year, then this is your last game playing Metro. This is your last game playing UCCS. Like, I had all these lasts in my head and it was scaring the absolute shit out of me. And then on the other end, I was like, okay, but like, what if you do take your fifth year, bro? Like, these aren't your lasts. So like, what the fuck? I'm getting to the end of my season and my coach was very clear with me because I ended up breaking down to her in like Texas. And um, yeah, we don't need to get into details about that. She knows. She knows what happened. But I basically broke down and was like, coach, I'm, I'm stressed out about this decision and it's really affecting my game because I, I just want to make the best decision possible and I can't make it right now because I'm too focused on the game and trying to show up for the team. But I, I'm struggling right now. And she told me that I didn't have to make the decision until basically like the last minute. So guess what I did? I didn't make the decision until the last minute. You know? Because what else would Kayla do? You know? Not think about it ahead of time. Not think about it before season. No, no, no. I'm going to think about it all throughout season and make it harder for myself. So now, I mean, you guys heard the season finale. I, I didn't take my fifth year. But to get to that point, I ended up driving over 16 hours to go to California to get away from everyone's opinion about it and make that decision and have like a stern um, stance behind my decision. And Jesus, did it take everything in me to make it. Um, that's basically what my season finale was about. And you can go listen to that if you really want to hear it. I don't want to cry right now. <laughs> so I make this decision and now I'm here. My last semester of college, I am not playing soccer. I'm not waking up at five o'clock in the morning to go train, which is what they're doing right now. I'm not, and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like the 6 a.m.s are the least of their worries. Like I don't have them and I'm jealous that they're getting up at 6 a.m. and going and playing soccer. Um, I'm sure they probably don't feel like that. I'm sure it's either really hard or it's really awesome, but I, I can't speak for them. I digress. 
I'm sitting here and the thing is, is that I have this void and I have this horrible hole in my stomach and I feel like I'm lacking all this purpose and I'm lacking all this drive and this like um, guidance because soccer gave me a place to express my emotions. It was a constant stress reliever. It were it, it had a support system that was just there and a support system that was forever growing. Like when the new coach came in, it it completely changed. Like the program completely changed into something incredible. And my senior year really showed how much growth that the program had done over the course of the first year that she was there. And I wanted to be a part of it. Like the one thing that kept coming through my head was the fact that I wasn't going to be there when, you know, they played UCCS in the season of 2022. Like I wanted to be there for those moments that they were going to shine. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I'm sitting here and I'm like trying to figure out my purpose and trying to figure out all these things, which is like not an easy thing to do. And it's crushing me. It's absolutely crushing me. So now I'm doing all this research, right? I'm like searching up TED Talks on athletic identity. I'm trying to find other athletes to talk to. I'm trying to find like sports psychologists to talk to. I'm doing everything in my power to try to figure out the ins and outs about an athletic identity because I feel like it's extremely strong for me. And I have wrapped up a lot of my self-worth in soccer, regardless of the amount of shit I do outside of soccer. So now I'm like in a YouTube rabbit hole, right? And I'm going through video after video after speech after speech about various athletes giving their opinion basically on their own athletic identity. And the thing that I keep finding are things like, oh yeah, just go work out. Oh yeah, just have self-awareness. Oh, if you just, if you just, you know, lean on the people next to you. And those are all great things. I can't sit here and be like, don't do those things. They don't work. Because you know, working out obviously will help. And have I done that yet? No. But the one video that helped me tremendously was a video called How I Lost My Identity But Found My Worth by Jeannie Wooler. And come to find out, she was a Division One goalkeeper for Utah State University. And she's talking about how her career ended and how it was absolutely heartbreaking and she played 18 years of soccer and then all of a sudden it was gone. And I was like, whoa, girl, I've actually been through the same thing. So now I'm listening to her story. She's talking about how it got harder to eat, how she didn't work, how she basically threw herself at school. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That's almost exactly what I'm doing. But I'm like resisting the urge to do it because I also, you know, don't want to get into that hole, but like I'm kind of doing it at the same time. And as she's talking it just became apparent to me just how scared I was about losing soccer and how heartbroken I was about losing this part of me that ultimately isn't lost. And she gets really vulnerable with it. She talks about how she looked in the mirror and she sees a visible change in her body and it hurt her so badly. And my heart sank, my stomach dropped, and I was like, you're joking. I don't want to get to that point. Like, I don't want to be there at all. So, and now we're coming to the end of her video. And something that she said that just resonated with me entirely was that now, because she doesn't have soccer, her opportunities are terrifyingly endless. Her opportunities are terrifyingly endless. 
Now, some of you guys may hear that and go, well, just think of it the other way. Like now your opportunities are endless. You can do whatever you want with your time and da 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 da. The thing is, is that it is scary to just have all the time in the world and have to take responsibility for all of that. At least for me. Like, if I don't eat three meals a day, that's on me. If I don't work out every day, that's on me. If all of that results in X, Y, and Z, that's on me. And the thing is, is that soccer helped me just do those things. It was like a accountability check. It was like, dude, if you want to play soccer and you want to do it right and you want to do it well, you got to fucking eat and you got to work out and you got to do the extra shit. And that's just what I did. Now I have no one sitting here going, hey, Kayla, like, did you eat today? I, I got no one doing that. I I've just got my coffee and I've got myself and my voices in my head. So when she said opportunities are terrifyingly endless, it brought me to this point where all of a sudden I felt like I took a tiny step forward and I made progress. I made progress towards unraveling this very complex web that is my athletic identity because soccer was the one thing in my life that was consistent. The one thing that I could count on to be there for me regardless of whatever time of day, regardless of however I was feeling, physically, mentally, whatever, and now it's gone. Not completely, obviously. I can go play soccer whenever I want, but, you know, there's that sense of emptiness because you've been dedicating... I've, I've been dedicating so much of my life to the sport, but now I have taken a step forward because now I'm aware that I am very scared of the fact that I've got all these opportunities and I, I ultimately struggle to trust myself to do anything, even though at the end of the day, I'll probably do it. But if you hear anything today as an athlete, as a retired athlete, as whatever, I hope that you at least take away from this episode that you are not just a soccer player. That you, And it, sound, it sounds like something so easy to think about, but when you sit down with yourself and you ask yourself to define who you are and what your identity is, what your sense of self is, it can get a bit tricky. So I just urge you to think about what you are other than an athlete. I didn't think about that for a very long time. I think I was just hitting the surface my senior year while talking to my coach. And now I'm here and I'm trying to realize that I am not only a retired athlete, but I am also an author. I am a blogger. I am a podcaster. I am this, that, and the other. And those are equally as awesome. That's the part that I'm trying to get through right now. If you made it to the end of the episode, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys have any questions, feel free to go to my Twitter, Coffee with Kayla and at me with your questions I would love to do a Q&A about anything athletic identity wise whether you're an athlete now a retired athlete whatever questions you've got and whoever you are feel free to go to my Twitter and ask or even go to my Instagram if you want to coffee with Kayla again there is a poll in the description box I would love for you to answer it if you have the time and again if you've made it to the end of this episode I appreciate you and I hope that you have an amazing day and I hope that you drank at least one cup of coffee. I will see you guys next time where I will have not one but two guests on the show 
And I know for a fact that you guys will love them just as much as I do. But until then, I love you and cheers to figuring out our athletic identities. <laughs>